to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode of Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa, and with me is my magical co-host, Ambrosia. Hello, everyone. How are you tonight? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing super de-duper. You like that? Super de-duper. That's a new one. Super (laughs) de-duper. I like it. It's like corny. Like, I feel like Mary Poppins when I say it. Super Super de-duper. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yes. And a spoonful of sugar and all of that. (laughs) And all of that. Good jazz. Um, (laughs) How was your weekend? My weekend was good. We went to a water park. It's an indoor water park. It's like a little kid's resort for Halloween. And that was fun. Um, And then my weekend just continued. I felt like this was such a long weekend. It was for us. It was. I mean, you got an extra hour first of all. Yeah. First of all. Second of all, we took off Thursday and half of Wednesday. So it was legit. Yeah. It was a long weekend. Um, No, we took off Thursday and Friday. I'm sorry. But yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. It was one of those moments where it was like, stop asking for things like like <laughs> as my kids would be like can we go to the cafe can we go to the arcade can we do this and i was like, make them- <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> they're trying to make the most of the time they are and i was like mommy needs Smart a drink kids. kids mommy needs a drink where's the bar no but um it was good it was good my oldest son he got to do so this is actually really funny so Friday night, it's Halloween. No, it was Thursday night. It was Halloween. We had like a really big storm over here in Virginia and they had a power surge at the resort. And so you get to play this game called Magic Quest where you have like these swords that they overcharge you for. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you put these little wands on these little things and they light up and you do like a little quest. Okay. It's a ridiculous way for them to make money, but all the kids wanted to do it, of course. So we're doing this. And all the lights shut off and the doors are automatic. So they automatically shut. Okay. So it's pitch black. The, you hear a boom because all the lights or all the doors are closing. And I am screaming, Oliver, bring! Like I am yelling as loud as I can for my kids because they're ahead of me and I can't see them now. And I was worried the doors are going to shut on them. I can't find my phone. My phone's in my hand. I can't figure out how to turn the flashlight on in the dark. And I start going towards the ground. I don't know why. I don't know why. Apparently, when I'm afraid, I go to the ground. Go down. I don't know what happened. I guess. But my husband was like, so he turns his flashlight on. And 
he looks at me with the flashlight and this is his face. Like, what are you doing? Like, he's just so unattractive. I know. He's just like disgusted with my reaction. Like, get up off the floor. And then he's like, Oliver and Bryn, come here. And they just walk over and everybody's fine. The lights turn back on. But I was like, terrified so more terrified, terrified. Than anyone more than anyone in the whole building and then I like I'm shaking and I'm like Riley where are you and Riley's like did you see the power outage it was so cool and I was like yeah it was great that's like me and you I'm yeah it's totally it's, yeah I love it I know exactly how they feel everybody's like that was awesome and I'm like Jesus we almost died <laughs> what was when we were in Austin wasn't that what was happening like literally the entire time <laughs> like I'd be like, this is the funnest thing ever. You'd be like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I was just praying a lot, okay? I was just praying a whole lot. I'm just very religious. I like to call on Jesus and Mary and Joseph, everyone. You're not just religious. measure. I'm not. Uh, hi, Justine. Justine says, hi, ladies. Hey, Justine. Um. Well, that sounds really fun. That's the whole point of Halloween, to get get a little scared. It worked, girl, let me tell you. It was a good time. I haven't been to a haunted, like a spooky haunted house in a while. I it kind of made me want to go, to be honest. Yeah, it's fun to get scared sometimes. It is. Yeah, it is fun to get scared like that. And you, they love scaring me because I'm always the one that's like, ah! Me and my partner literally try to scare each other as much as humanly possible. Every time he comes home, did you know that? Every time he comes home, I'll I'll hear him and I'll run and try to hide someone somewhere in the house, in the apartment. And then he'll be like, hello, where are you? And I'll like look in all the old places. I'll always find like a new one somehow. And then I'll always go, ah, and like try to grab him or like he'll do it to me. Like if I come home and I know he's home, but I can't see him or hear him, I like know he's around. So I'll like fling open doors and stuff. It's just a fun game. We How play. does he hide? He'll like – it's more about the element of surprise. So he's really tall, but like he'll be behind a door and he'll just like uh, try to catch me like right before I like look at the door. Yeah. I do fun. that to Oliver and Oliver always is like ah! and drops to the yeah. ground and then he laughs. We should do that. When you come to my house, we should do that to Ollie and the kids. Okay. We should scare them. Let's traumatize really them. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, good times. Okay. You're, how was your weekend? Um, It was awesome. So I did end up being Ariana Grande to begin with. I saw a girl and I was so happy that you were Ariana Grande. Yeah, I changed up the outfit a little bit, but it worked even better so that I wouldn't be hot. And because my partner kind of started guilting me because not uh, little to my knowledge, he had ordered a bunch of stuff that made him feel like he was Pete Davidson. So and I thought he didn't do any of that. So then I was like, okay. So I um I was yeah. it the sleeve tattoos that he wore? Yeah, the sleeve yeah. tattoos, the shirt that was from like Stefan from SNL, like his velour like track pants. Like I don't yeah. know, just all of it. Um but uh but yeah, it was really fun. Um and I felt very Ariana and I swear it's so cool dressing up. It really is because it really reminds me of like that. It really illustrates how you can channel someone. Like you channel their energy. Mm-hmm. Like really, like all night I really felt Ariana energy and it was really fun to like be in that, um, like embody her for like a night. Like it was really fun. We went to this really awesome Halloween party, um, which we go to every year. We got to like be with some really good friends. Like it just like have a really good time. And then it was so – this is how you know you're an adult when like you're coming home at 2 a.m. on a Friday night and you go, oh my God, this is the best thing ever because now we have the whole weekend ahead of us. Like and now we have an extra hour and it's like 
It was just funny. Like, we were so excited that we had a whole weekend instead of just, like, one day to recover. Yeah. Um, that is called adulting. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really, it was really cool. Um, <laughs> so I actually had something, like, interesting happen today that I thought would be fun to share with everyone. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I interviewed this astrologist. She's actually a starseed astrologist for Positive Head, which is the other podcast that I host on time to time. That's where we met. And um, her episode hasn't come out yet, but I was like, we were having such a great interview and she was really intriguing me with like the starseed astrology because she's saying it's different than regular astrology. It's like where you can actually see star markings in people's charts and you can delineate or – you can discover whether or not they are a starseed by certain marks in their chart. I was like, that's pretty cool. So after the interview was over, she's like, yeah, send me your, like, your info, your birthday and all that, and I'll look into your chart. I'll do one for you, like, you know, as a thank you for this interview. And I was like, okay, cool. Send it to her. Never heard anything back from her, so I totally forgot about it. Guess I, like, didn't think it was happening. Today I'm sitting on the couch watching football with my boyfriend, and all of a sudden this email comes in. It's like, you're reading. And – the reading was like audio form um, and it was really interesting stuff, all stuff that really resonated with me. But one thing that came up was really interesting to me. She said, I do see here, and I'm like thinking, where do you see this? But she's like, I do see here that your last incarnation ended in about 1984, 1985, meaning that's the time that you passed away. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, I've never heard of that in an astrology reading, so I actually want to email her and ask how that comes up. But as soon as she said that- When were you born? Well, she doesn't know. She just saw when it ended. No, but when were you born? 87. Oh. So so she said, she's like, so that's only a couple years before this incarnation. She goes, which leads me to believe that you, um, when that happens, when a soul reincarnates that quickly, it's because they're- um, reincarnating back into the same family. She's like, so, you know, that means that, like, this was – you were likely someone else in your family. And as soon as, like, I heard all this, I thought of my Aunt Anne, who my mom and dad named me after, and she died two years before I was born, which is what she said. And I've always kind of had this intuition about her. I never knew her. But my parents oh named my me God, after her. Oh, my God. I have goosebumps. Right? My parents named me after her. because Not obviously they didn't name me Anne, but they wanted to name me an A name because her name was Anne and she had just died. And so I called my mom and I'm like, when, when did Aunt Anne die? Like, was it just before I was born? She goes, yeah, it was a couple years before you were born. I was like, okay, that's what I thought. So I told her. And she was like, well, she's like – let me tell you about your Aunt Anne. She was like a force to be reckoned with. She was like, you did not want to be on her bad side. Let me tell you what. And she's like, and she, and I was like, she was like, she drove me crazy sometimes. I was like, well, why did you name me after someone who drove you crazy? She's like, no, I loved her. She was the first woman I like really respected because she had her own business. She was the first woman I knew who had her own business. She was super powerful. Like she made shit happen. She traveled the world. Like she just was one of those. She was so intense and passionate that like if you got on her bad side like you didn't want to get on her bad side mm. because she was you know she would she was a force so she's telling me all about her she's like but what I will say about her is she had the exact same body as you like the exact same build she was very short and she loved being short she like really owned it because she was such a powerhouse and it was just I don't know interesting I've had that intuition before when I first got into all this stuff that I might have been my Aunt Anne reincarnated wow but 
I never really looked that deep into it. And then today when she said that, I was like, what? That's really crazy. So that's really cool. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Anyway, that was my interesting thing that happened this weekend. I love it. Yeah. Do. You said you had something wild that happened to you this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, um, just a side note, if you're watching this on Facebook live, or if you're listening to the recording, mainly Justine, love you so much. I haven't responded to anybody's text messages today because I've been like so overwhelmed (laughs) with everything. Um, so anyway, um, I did, I did a lot of readings today and I did a lot of readings yesterday. Um, and what was really interesting was I ran into a couple of spirits. Oh, my nose. I'm going to sneeze. Sorry. Um, I ran into a couple of people that have passed away that are earthbound, like in multiple readings, not just one. So do you want to explain what that is? Um, yes, I would like to explain what that is. So to my knowledge, I have not Googled this. Okay. So if you guys hear me say this and you're like, that's not what it means. This is my intuitive information. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I can already hear the comments coming in. So (laughs) in my intuitive information, an earthbound spirit is someone who either does not know that they're past and they have not, they've transitioned, but they haven't like been to the other side. Right. I'm air quoting that. Um, meaning that they don't know that they're dead. So kids are one of those people. The other types of earthbound spirits that I have physically ran into, um, not physically like bumped into, but met have been people that have passed away that do not want to transition over, which is really interesting. Um, um, not this person in particular. No. Okay. For various reasons. But then the other one um, didn't want to, didn't, couldn't find, there's usually like a door or a staircase. There's some kind of um, portal. Portal. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. There's some kind of portal that they go through that it's literal, like in the movies, they go through it and their family or whoever's on the other side. Okay. Waiting for them to help them with that experience. Um, this individual could not find it. So it was really interesting because she like passed away really suddenly, very unexpectedly. And she was traveling at the time. So she didn't know one that she, she had passed away. She wasn't aware of it. And then when she was told that she passed away, she didn't know where to go. She was just very, very upset about the whole situation. She was really young. So she was like, I have plans. I want to have well, kids. Also, if you don't know do that this. you're dead, how can you think to look for a door or like a way to – Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So it, it was really interesting, a lot of like this energy. So And it's really tricky to have someone sitting there crying to you that's passed away that they don't know what's going on. And that's really like that can be really challenging and difficult to explain to somebody like, yeah. Okay, so this is the situation, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. So everything's going to be all right. So how did it end? Um, she found this person found found her portal, and I think she's good. She hasn't been here, so I think she's good. Good. Yeah, I, we just brought that up like a couple of days ago. I was like, remember that time you were on Facebook Live and that guy you connected to, you were like, hold on a second, everyone watching. Yes, 
yes, I, you're you're dead. I'm sorry. Yes, you've been dead for quite a time. And you had to explain to this man that he had been yeah. dead this whole time, it, just like in Sixth Sense. And I was like, what? That really happens? My yeah. God. Um, <laughs> my God. My God. <laughs> um, oh, we have so many people watching. Hi, Kara. Hi, Kim. Uh, Kara says, I'm so excited for this topic, which I'm assuming she's talking about our topic of the episode, which is it's okay to not be okay, which we'll get it, to. It is okay to not be okay, Kara. We'll get to Everybody. momentarily. Everybody. Courtney, hi. Hi, Liz. She says, hey, ladies. Um, yeah, so let's let's get into it. Um, this topic has, yeah, been coming up quite a bit for both of us and I think a lot mm-hmm. of people um, in the past couple weeks. I know I myself have been in a really big funk the past couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, uh, I'll just speak on my experience personally. I – girl, feel free to share. I don't mind. Um, sorry, I was reading a comment. Um I know in my experience from like the past few weeks, like about a month ago, I felt like I was on this huge high. Like I was like, I had been like, you know, we'd been creating so many things and traveling and all these exciting things were happening. And it was just like more energy, more energy, more energy. And then all of a sudden it was like we got back from Austin and it just felt like, I just felt like I got a hit with a train. I just felt like I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I, I was hard to motivate myself. Like, I didn't feel good. Some days I felt depressed. Like, last week I woke up one day and literally just felt depressed. Like, so sad. So lonely. Like, and it felt really, no, like, not really for any reason. Um, and I think, you know, what ultimately I realized and what really came up for me was that, you know, why are you trying to fight this? Like, uh, besides the obvious reason that it doesn't feel good to not feel good. Obviously, it doesn't feel good. But like, why isn't it okay for you not to be okay? And there was a couple of things that came up for me. And one of the things was, well, I feel like, especially because of the, um, like, um, my work, like the work we do here, the work I do with healing, um, with EFT, um, just the way that I feel like I present myself, the type of person that I am, I almost feel like it's not okay to not be okay because if my work and my passion is about helping other people be okay, isn't it hypocritical? Like, isn't it hypocritical to not be okay or to share that I don't feel okay or to share that I feel depressed? Like, there was something in me was like, that doesn't seem, you know, um, that doesn't like align with this way that you project yourself. How can you say that? And you shouldn't be that. Like you should have, you should be able to use the tools and the resources that you help everybody else use and make yourself feel better before you go and like talk about how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, there was just this really intense feeling of like shame about not feeling good. And then also not being even willing to take the time to confront not feeling good and also to allow myself to not feel good and say, it's okay, I'm a human. Like, this is part of life. And um, and I think for that reason, I personally have been stuck in this thing for like a few weeks. And I've only just started to come out of it because I finally gave myself permission to not be okay and be like, hey, that's okay. Like, yeah, I'm I'm upset now. And as soon as I gave myself permission to feel what I'm feeling and to not be okay, 
all these different emotions started coming up, like rage would come up, just pure like rage would come up. And I, you know, I would just, instead of being like, this isn't okay, I want to feel better, I would just let myself be in the rage. And I would say, yeah, I'm enraged. And I would use all these different processes to just feel my rage. And then sadness would come up and I would, you know, be in sadness. And then boredom would come up. And boredom for me almost feels like more traumatic than rage. Um, Mm. And so it's just been really interesting to finally kind of give in to this tidal wave of emotion that I've tried to keep locked away for so long because I didn't think it was okay or acceptable for someone who's speaking about you can do whatever you want and like you can live a positive life and all these things you know, when I didn't feel like that was acceptable. Hmm. I think there's a lot of, um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. But I think that there's a lot of mis, mis, uh, understandings around one spirituality and, um, feeling like everything has to be positive all the time. If you are, and that was actually one of the things that really scared me in the beginning of this, scared me in the beginning of like my awakening was like, oh my God, if I'm attracting negative shit, like I'm going to die. I don't know if you went through that, but I definitely did. Like when I learned about the law of attraction, I learned about all this stuff and I was just like, oh my God, it's too much. Um, And so it was almost like I have to put this fake face on and feel like I'm okay because I don't want to attract more of it, you know? But that's not realistic, one. It's going to get bigger until you can't avoid it. And two, it's not healthy. It's just not healthy. And I think there needs to be more communication and more talk around mental health in our – I think a lot of it is starting to happen, which is really good. Um, but I think there needs to be more communication about it. I know, um, there was a couple of days last week where I had a breakdown, like I had some shit happen, some family drama and just had a total breakdown for probably two or three days. Um, and I still, there's no resolution to it still to this day. I just feel less upset about it. Right. Um, but I think that's, that's the thing is we feel like we have to be okay all the time because we're helping other people. And I had a reading today where the woman that I see the potential of her is not the woman she is today yet. She needs to write down what she's experiencing and what she's going through so she can be that woman in a few years and help other people that are going through similar things that she's experiencing now. And it's hard to see that broader perspective when you're in the middle of the shit. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where everybody gets lost is nobody will listen to me. Nobody will want me to help them because I have my own shit that I'm dealing with. Who am I to tell somebody? Exactly. Exactly, because we feel like we have to take the expert approach. And if we're not perfect all the time, then like we're a hypocrite. That's what I was getting at earlier. We're a hypocrite because it's like 
And, you know, I remember actually a couple years ago when I was getting trained in EFT, there was one of the EFT participants. Uh, he At the end, he was like, by the way, I offer money Reiki. Like, I do money Reiki so I can heal, like, your, you know, your money, whatever. And I remember someone else going, who was, who was like, kind of a – whatever. She goes – well, are you like a millionaire or something? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, then how can you offer money, Reiki? And it was like this weird, tense kind of moment. Wow. But on one hand, I was like, well, okay, I see that argument. And on the other hand, it's like, well, one person's situation is not another. And we can all be conduits for healing, mm-hmm. even if we ourselves are not completely healed or perfect you know what I mean because we each have a different like journey and I think that's the thing is we're all carrying around this actually that's what the astrologer in that uh, astrology reading I told you that was one of the things she told me today she's like since you were born you've been carrying around uh she actually said it was like passive ascended master energy she's like where they just work through you she's like I told you ascended master didn't I say that yeah you did before okay keep going keep going she's like uh she's like so that means like when you, for example, this I'm just making this up, but you could have been two years old in the grocery store with your mom and she's rolling you around in the cart and she doesn't know and you don't know, but you're being guided to like roll next to somebody who is having a really bad day or in a really low moment and just your proximity to them is helping them and uplifting them mm-hmm. and healing them in ways that none of you even understand. She's like, and you would know, have no way of even knowing the effect you had on them ever unless you like followed them home and watched their trajectory over the next few days she's like but that's been you since the day you were born and that will be you until the day like you transition and it really illuminated for me how like just being us you know just being you like your presence and I, I shared another story with you Ambie that happened to me today where someone from a year ago that I had interacted with I bumped into them at this Halloween party and they sat me down later when we got back to my apartment and told me like you don't understand and you don't know but like a year ago like basically like you coming into my life like changed my entire life and I've never communicated this to you but even just watching you and it really helped me understand it's like you don't have to be done or perfect because you never will be number one to help anyone like you just have to be you and be authentic to you and like live out loud basically and and therefore it goes back to this topic of it's not only okay to not be okay it's it's perfect to not be okay just like it's perfect to be okay you know what I mean it's expected to not be okay of course Yeah. yeah It makes me think, Ambie, how you always share about how, like, the ARC-9 is always talking about how, like, the human – your human life is not about being happy all of the time. Like, far from it. Your human life is about experiencing all the emotions. If you you didn't want to do that, you wouldn't have come into a human body because in the higher realms, they don't have all these different levels. Yeah. And I think some people get bogged down on what's my purpose or – what am I meant to do here? And a lot of the time, and I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but a lot of the time your purpose is just to exist, just to be here, just to be human. 
it's you're not going to be Gandhi. I'm sorry. You know, there can only be one. So like, <laughs> but there can but only be one you too. There can only be one you, but also like how many people helped him along the way that are not infamous. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there's so many, you don't know all of the cogs in the wheel. Totally. And I, I can relate to the story that you're telling about the little girl in the grocery store. Cause how many times have you been in a really bad mood and someone just looks at you differently and it lights you up. I went to the grocery store tonight and there's this man. Okay. I have no problem at all giving homeless people money and food. No problem at all. I do have a problem when you come up to me at nighttime in a parking lot and I'm by myself, I'm going to think you're mugging me. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, so I'm in the parking lot. I was trying to add some humor and this man comes up to me and he, he, doesn't speak English and I'm asking him what he's saying. And he tells me that he just wants food for his family. So that is to me, that's homeless. Like you are not asking for money. You're asking for food. So Mm -hmm. I tell him I'm going to go buy him food. I go in and all of a sudden my intuition is like, you're not going to be able to find this man in the parking lot. So, but it got me thinking I bought him food anyway, and I couldn't find him anyway, but It got me thinking like how appreciative I am for the things that I take for granted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like situations could be worse. You have food in your fridge. You have a roof over your head. There's someone that's wishing for the things that you have, you know, like someone who's lost their spouse is wishing that they just got into an argument with their spouse one last time. You know what I mean? So everybody is experiencing and going through different things. And it's not to say like, cheer up buttercup, everything's better because it's okay to feel how you're feeling, but don't live there. Yeah. Like feel it. Feel, feel it, it to heal it, baby. That's what, Ooh, but I like seriously, that. that's, I mean, that's the saying I've heard a couple of times, like feel it to heal it. You got to feel it to heal it. Don't dwell in it for forever, but like let your feelings be known, write it, sing it. That You know what? That's what I did on Friday. I was feeling really kind of weird and low because I had gotten into a thing with one of my family members and it felt really shitty. And um, something in me was just like, sing, sing, sing. And I was like, why? Like, I like to sing when I'm happy, like in the shower, like not, you know. But mm-hmm. I picked this song that I really love. Um, it's called, um, ah, shit, what is it called? Uh, it's like thunder only happens yeah. when it's raining, right? So it's kind of a it's kind of like a haunting song a little bit. It can be a little melancholy, melancholy. That's a good word. And I sang it, and I just sang it for like an hour. I even pulled out my like little ukulele, and I just kind of played like by myself. That's adorable. Yeah, and I just and I just kind of kept singing it. And after an hour, I kind of forgot how much time had passed, and I kind of. I didn't feel it anymore. I felt like it had passed and I felt like I had given myself time to kind of be sad and like, and that was beautiful, you know, and I was actually so appreciative to feel it. I was like, wow, like this is really nice to be able to acknowledge that this is within me. And, you know, I even was grateful for my family member that had caused me to feel this rage and then sadness because I was like, you know, this has probably been in me since I was very little and I probably haven't had a way to access this at all. Mm -hmm. And this is, even though it feels like you're doing this to me and like you don't love me and you don't care, all these things – I'm like, no, this is actually like such a big gift. And, you know, it's hard to see that when you're in the thick of it. 
Um, but I think when you find a way to let out the emotion and you can connect it back to earlier times in your life that you never got to express that emotion, you can see the bigger picture and you can feel more peaceful and you can, uh, process it. And I also want to say one more thing to, uh, piggyback on what you were just saying about like being grateful for the things that you don't have and like, you know, wanting to be in a argument with your spouse one last time or whatever. I, this weekend, had two, okay, so, like, on Thursday night, we, it was Halloween, right, and we had trick-or-treaters here, and we got all this candy, and we had, like, six trick-or-treaters, so we're, like, sitting there with this bowl of candy, and my partner's like, well, we gotta eat some candy, I'm like, all right, so, (laughs) so I ate this, uh, these two little, like, it was, like, Reese's peanut butter cups, but they were, like, pumpkins, and it was, like, so much salty I love those. They were so good. I've never had them before, but I had, like, two of them. I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night. I am not kidding you. My stomach has never felt like this. Like it felt like someone was stabbing me in the gut. I mean, like it was worse than period cramps. Like it was really, really really bad. And I was getting that feeling like something's not right. Like I literally was like, I might have to go to the ER tonight because when I was younger, I used to, I had like a few incidents when I was like eight, then 11, then like 13, where I would wake up in the middle of the night and have this, someone was stabbing me in my stomach and I would pass out and they would have to take me to the ER. Oh my God. And they took me to the ER and every time they didn't know what it was. By the time I got there, they were like, we don't see anything. So I'm in the middle of the night, it's 3 a.m. And I'm like, something's not right. Like something really isn't right. And there's nothing's coming out like either end. It's just like this feeling like, like very unsettled. And um, something told me, it's like, get in the bathtub, like run the bath. And then there was this essential oil bottle there of lavender. And I haven't used essential oils in wherever. It's like, put that on your wrist. And I do. And I swear, like just putting it on, something in me relaxed. I was able to um, feel a little better. Then I went to bed, woke up an hour later. It happened again. I woke up three times that night and it happened each time. Like, And I did the same thing each time. Finally, the last time I did it, I went to sleep. But the feeling was like while it was happening, I was getting this message like, be so grateful for your body. Be so grateful that you feel the way that you do every day because it was almost like I felt like that was the message I was getting. It was like you feel amazing every day compared Mm -hmm. to this. There are people that this is their life like and worse. And it was just like this feeling, be so grateful, move your body, feel grateful. Cut to the night of the party, Friday night, I come home and like we hadn't eaten anything since like early dinner and it's like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And um, we had had some like really awesome Indian food and there was a little bit of rice left over. And my boyfriend like went into the bathroom as soon as we got home and I'm eating a little bit of rice and all of a sudden it's like stuck in my throat. And I can feel it, like, expanding. Like, you know how rice sucks up moisture? Yeah, yeah. And it's right here. And it's doing this weird thing where it won't go down. And it's, like, there's this weird air bubble and it won't – and I'm literally having this experience of, like, choking on my own, like, air, basically. Like, I can't get this air bubble out of my throat so it's making me choke. And the whole time he's in the bathroom and it's, like, part of me is, like, go get him. But then I'm, like, no because – it's like, the, I'm like, I know I just have to relax, but if I draw attention to this and he gets panicked, it's going to make me like tighten up. I'm like, so just relax, relax. I have never felt so scared in my entire life. Like it, I was like, I know I'm not choking on food, but I 
it, I really don't think I'm going to breathe. Like, I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden my body just like hurl, it literally like took me to the sink and it was almost like it was giving me the Heimlich and it made me like cough up. I didn't cough up rice. I just coughed up like liquid. This was like 25 minutes of this and the most painful Jesus. thing I've ever, it was terrible. It felt like I was slowly dying. I'm not even kidding you. And I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm my, he might find me in the kitchen. Like the point is right after it happened and it finally calmed down, I was like, I had never been more grateful for my body in my entire life for breathing just for air. And then it was like, Think about the way that you eat food. Be grateful for your food. Like, do not just like eat it absentmindedly. Like, chew it. Like, and that's weird. It was like, I, I felt like I had almost died, but all I could think about was like, be grateful, be grateful, be grateful. And I felt like I really needed those two reminders for some reason to just really kind of slow down, think about what I'm putting into my body, think about the way that my body works, think about how grateful I am to have a body that works. Like, you know, and can I, I ask you a personal yeah. question? Sure. Have you farted or pooped since that night? <laughs> For real? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Wait, why? Well, I would get it worse. The pain would get worse. But like when you have really bad stomach pain like that, and you don't pass gas or poop. Like it could be your gallbladder. No, that was, but that was like four, four nights ago, five nights. That's ago. good. That's yeah. good. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. No, I got the pain poop would every, be worse. Poop you would day. be like doubled over. Yeah, I got to poop every day. Okay. I was sure. like, Jesus, I'm very concerned about your insides. <laughs> There's like some stuff. I feel like you should follow up with the primary care doctor right now. I mean, but I maybe. get what you're maybe, but I get what you're saying. Like, yes, being grateful for like things that you take for granted every day is super important. Exactly. Super powerful. Do you want to hear something gross? Sure. I did have a drink. I don't drink very often. I did have a drink at the water park and then I immediately like threw it up a little bit, oh. but it wouldn't come out and it was stuck here and it was just like, no burning, <gasps> burning. <gasps> and yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm like drinking water really fast to try to get, it was gross. Nope. Ever since my night at the wedding where I told you I projectile vomited oh, after yeah. six vines, literally people have offered, I'm like, no. Jad offered me just a – no. Literally, I said never again, and I mean never again. Until probably like a year from now, but never again. Yeah. <laughs> Alex was like, do you want my drink? And I was like, no, I'm good. Uh, no. Good. No, thank you, sir. Thank God. Pass. Okay. Justine said – well, she said this a while ago, but she said the feeling of imposter syndrome related to, um, yeah, related to working in this healing space and not having all your shit together. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I think it's really powerful. Like I, I've seen examples of other people who are like I, I um, Sydney Campos. I think does this, and and there's someone else that does. Oh this. yeah, Sydney. It makes you more relatable. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, I really like the fact that Sydney Campos doesn't have all of her shit together all the time. That yeah. makes me happy. Like, that makes me like, oh, you're a real person. Yeah. Cool. Like, she'll totally let you in with her posts and her videos on, like, what's going on and, like, what she mm -hmm. discovered and, like, what was really out of alignment and what she's been going through and how it's been really challenging for her. And it makes yeah. you – yeah, it makes her feel relatable and it makes you respect her. Yeah. And it makes, it makes her even feel, like, more of a leader – because yeah. you're like, oh, you can speak about this. And I think that's the point here is that I actually think being vulnerable and being okay with not being okay. It. Wait, here's another thing I want to bring up into the conversation Ooh. real quick. 
Okay. There's also, I think there's a stigma about, well, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, right? Like, I don't Mm want to be the person who brings a negative energy into this space, right? Or is posting like, "Mm, like, I haven't been feeling good. Because we, we, I think just as social humans, we like to be around positive people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there is this fear there too, at least for me, where it's like, well, I don't want to be that like Debbie Downer person. Like, I don't want to bring like negative shit into people's lives. But it's like... I just posted something the other day that was saying something just like this, like it's okay to not be okay. And I got way more interaction on that and comments of people saying, thank you for saying this and this is exactly how I've been feeling and oh my God, like yes, than the positive shit I post. You know what I mean? But I also think, I think it's the conversation that needs to be had and the fact that like if you don't feel okay, you need to reach out. If you feel called to reach out, then reach out. Because worry, being worried about like, I don't want to burden other people and I don't want to make other people sad. Like that's a very different energy than someone who doesn't realize they're doing it because they do it all the time. Does that make sense? Like if you're concerned, I don't want to bring this person down. You're not that person that does it. That's true. That's a good point. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, even just me and you, like it's been – it's been like a practice of realizing, of remembering like, hey, when it's, I mean, you called me the other day, like a couple times and I called you the day before, the day after, I don't remember, but you called me a couple times in the same day saying, I don't feel good. And I called you the day before, the day after saying the same thing. And it was just like, it wasn't like either of us fixed it for each other. We just were like, okay, so let's talk about it, you know? And just talking about it, I think, makes it feel more like you're not alone. It's okay to be not okay. And you don't have to have a resolution. Like you said, I don't have a resolution with my family member situation either. But I feel a lot better about it because I expressed how I felt, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel feel a lot better about it because I'm able to talk through it. See, funny for me, I am that person and I'm okay with it. You are like, what person? I, I need to talk through my problem with not just you, but with like two other people as well. I'm not because the only one. If you, <laughs> if you don't give me the answer that I want, then I'm going to go find it somewhere else. But like, I'm you laughing. If I don't bitch with true. you, then you'll go if find you it. If you don't bitch with me, then no, I'm kidding. Um no, but it, that's not – I don't call you to bitch with me because I know you're not going to do that. So if I do need someone to bitch with me, you're not the person I call. I've got other people. But um, but I need to – because I like the different perspectives on it. Like, okay, well, maybe this is happening because of this. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. That's a good call. That's a good call. Um, so I like it. And then, you know, I go through my day and I feel like better about it. This happened. I, I talked to you. I did feel better about it. I felt better about the situation. And then my friend Francis called me and was like, how's your day going? And I was like, ah! and just like <laughs> lost my shit. And was apparently I'm not feeling better about this situation. Yeah. So like sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm good now. And then you realize I'm not okay. Oh, so. That, oh, that happened to me last week several times where I was like enraged in the morning and then I thought I processed it and then like cut to a little while later in that same day and all of a sudden something happens. I like read a text or something and the rage just comes back like a volcano. And it's that's the other thing. I think it's like 
you know, we can punish ourselves there too and be like, I thought you were done with this. It's like, well, how about if we just accept that like our emotions come in waves and they're not all going to come at once and you're not trying to annihilate anything out of your body. You're actually trying to like be compassionate and connect with the energy and like acknowledge it and understand it. I mean, that's what we do in tapping. Like that's what you're doing. You're trying to say, hey, I see you. I hear you. I know you're here for a reason. I know you have a message for me. I know you're maybe here to protect me or something like that. Instead of being like, I hate you. Like get out of here and Mm -hmm. realize that like you've built these emotions inside of your body. You've carried them because they've accumulated over time. You know, I almost see them as layers of sediment in like the, you know, if you dig into the earth, oh, yeah. earth there's like sediment layers, different kind of, and based on the times, you know, mm. like you you can see different civilizations when you like start digging down. And that's how I feel like I think of it in our bodies. It's like, okay, well, first there was this layer of like fear because like I'm going to die if, like, my parents don't take care of me or whatever. And then there was a layer of anger because it's like, why am I doing this alone? And then there's a layer of sadness because it's like, nobody cares about me. And then there's this, this, this over the years, over the years. So it's like, of course, that's not all just going to come out at one time. It's very multifaceted. And we have to accept that we are multifaceted, multidimensional beings and that you might be enraged in the morning and then think it's done and it might come up for the whole next two weeks every day. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like, it's okay as long as you let it come up. It'll slowly, like, start to dissipate and start to process out. But it won't if it comes up and you try to annihilate it and, like, push it down and not acknowledge Mm it. Um, Sammy Jean says, I had a breakdown for the first time in a long time and it was so necessary. Yeah. Totally. It is. It is. I feel like that's what's happening to all of us. Like everyone's in some sort of a breakdown and that's okay. It's a great thing actually. Yeah. It's a really great I, thing. I personally have the breakdowns when when I, f- I get frustrated, like I frustrated cry. Do you guys ever oh, – yeah, yeah. I know people have done that when you're so mad. Um, when I feel like I've, I've resolved something and then it comes back up and I'm partly really Damn sad it. and partly like, yeah, really frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it really is interesting. And sometimes there is no resolution, but that doesn't mean that, one, I want to say that it doesn't mean your life's not worth living. I always want to say that because um, if that's your choice, that's your choice. I'm not judging you. But if you truly feel like your life's not worth living, reach out for help. Mm-hmm. Because I promise you, your life will impact somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your transition will impact somebody too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you know what? It's really, in a way, comforting to know that everyone's going through a lot of shit right now. Like there's not one person, I bet, that you can think of in your life that's not going through something that's yeah. transforming them. And think about how if you reach out to that person – whether you know what they're going through or not, with something you're going through, it actually opens up the space for them to tell you about what they're going through. And it mm-hmm. that that in a way, now thinking about it, it's like, well, actually, this is a very healing thing to sh- to share with someone else what your issue is, what you're feeling, because, like I said, it now gives them permission in order to to share with you when maybe they would have felt like, oh, well, I'm going to be judged or they wouldn't understand or something like that. So that's another thing to think about when you're hesitant to reach out. Think about 
how that will impact someone and give them permission to process their own emotions, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing I feel, uh, the other thing I feel called to share is that if you feel alone, I promise you're not alone. I do a lot of readings for people who feel alone and they have family members that have passed away or a spirit team or, you know, different entities helping them. Nobody, I have not met one person that's alone yet. So you're not alone. You have support. I got that intuition the other day that was like, cause I've had feelings of loneliness like my whole life. Like, cause I spent a lot of time alone. I'm an only child. My parents worked a lot. Like just, just there's, that's been like a wound for me. And I mm-hmm. got the intuition the other day. It's like, but what if you just realize that you aren't and you never have been and like really feel into your team around you. Like re- even if you can't feel them, imagine them like imagine like when I'm sitting here I'm recording like they're all right here helping Mm -hmm. me say what I'm saying and just like try to connect with their presence and realize that like you are supported otherwise you wouldn't even be in this body like there would be no way for you to be here if you didn't have like a team that whether you can see them or not you know you have non-physical support um and and they want you to do the things you're doing like they want you to do the things that you want to do Um, Mm. whatever you feel called to do, that's why you're here. You know what I mean? And you have a team that's trying to help you do that. And, um, so yeah, yeah. Loneliness is a big one. I think another topic for another day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, cool. Well, if you guys have thoughts on this, we'd love to hear it. You know, I know this is a, probably a big topic for a lot of people, especially in this space. Um, so really just give yourself permission, you know, whether you're a healer or not, you know, I was also reminded today that the only way someone can be a healer is if, um, they've actually been through a lot of, you know, trauma and wounds themselves. Like otherwise Mm. they have no way to relate to people. So true story. It's very, it's very important to acknowledge, you know, that that's an important piece of you. Um, Cool. So let's thank our Patreons, Whitney Kanika, Tiffany Polito, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Sammy Jean, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Nicolette Pierce, Mimi Abnetter, Maribel Muncie, Mandy Ford, Kasia Boshnievich, Jamie McMahon, Jimmy Edwards, Jamie Purinton, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Eval Tattoo, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boo, A Million Little Changes.com, Alex Latiri, Alex Anderson, Adonica Haskell, and Nike. Thank you so, so much. Um, I have I have an announcement. Oh, yeah, make to it. Make. Um, so I'm doing live readings tomorrow night on my um, professional page. It will not be first come, first serve. It will be in random order. Um, I just want to share really quick. I was not aware that Facebook's default is a comments that are most relevant, which means that the more you're active on my page, the more I see your comment. If you're not very active on my page, I won't see your comment. So did not know that. So we're going to do random order, changing it up a bit. Two, it's going to be the last Facebook Live on Tuesday that I do for the next uh, two or three weeks, just because we're traveling. We have a couple of other things going on. Um, We're going to Denver. Denver. And I'm just taking a little break. Um, also we are doing a retreat 
in Venice Beach, California with the Optimistic team over at Positive, well, the Positive Head team over at Optimistic, the Mystic Manor. Um, we have a room available. So if you are interested in that, we have payment options. Feel free to reach out to us. Um, we'd love to hang out with you. It's the first week of December, um, Sunday to Sunday. Whoop, whoop. I'm so excited. I am really excited be to be so in Venice fun. Beach. Um, I also think a lot of interesting people are going to drop through that week. I've been like talking to positive head people and everyone's like, oh my God, you guys are going to be there. I'm going to like come through and see. And it's, I think it's going to be fun. I really am thinking about doing the QHHT. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really want to do that and do like between lives, lives between lives. Is that right? Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that'll be fun if you want to hang out with us. Um, or people from Positive Head, and you've been thinking about going, now is your time to jump on it. Um, What else? Any other exciting news? Um, What's up? Your event on Saturday? Oh, yeah. I have a tapping circle this Saturday, uh, November 9th in Philadelphia at the Healing Arts Collective. It's going to be really fun. I haven't done one in a few months. Um, So I'm going to be doing that. If you're interested, I'll put the link in the show notes. and uh, actually, it was really cool at the Halloween party this weekend. Everyone I bumped into was like, oh, I'm really into spirituality. What do you do? And I told them and they were like, oh, my God. Like it was like all I was meeting was people who were really interested in like tapping or spirituality. The woman who was helping us, with, we we're looking at some jewelry, um, was was like, wait, I'm a Reiki practitioner. What do you do? Tell me your podcast, all this stuff. So, She's a Reiki practitioner? Yeah. That's amazing. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it was so really much. cool. They were uh, – spiritual peeps were everywhere this weekend. So, um, yeah, so if you want to hang out in Philly, let me know. Um, oh, the other thing is this is a new month of our Patreon. So, um, you know, yep. we have private conversations with uh, – I almost said John. Yeah, Arcanine, which is the collection of energy that Ambrosia channels. Um, And it's really cool in the specific tier of our Patreon. You get to talk to them on Zoom for 10 minutes privately, um, or not privately, but within the small group. um, And you get like 10 minutes dedicated to, to them twice a month. So the Arcanine is basically coaching you through your life, like answering whatever questions you want to ask them, whether it's about, you know, the metaphysical, the non-physical, um, your relationship Lovely. status, money, yeah. anything, they'll coach you through it. And it's been really freaking cool to see people's transformations. Um, cause we've been doing this now for like six or seven months and people have been really growing and blooming and developing their own psychic abilities, which has been cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that, a new round of that starting this month. Um, if you want to get in on it, then, you know, you can sign up on our Patreon or reach out to us if you have questions. Um, and we also have the public conversations with Arc9, which is just once every month where you get to type in a question on Facebook Live. Um, so that's a different tier. Um, so check that out. And what else? Anything else? Um, if you have been thinking about doing a reading with me or, and in addition to that, an EFT session with Alexa, um, the top tier of the Patreon is the way to go because it's cheaper than doing our services individually. Um, what else? I have something that I want to run by you, so I won't say right now. But I have a feeling that she's going to say yes, guys. So it's going to be really exciting. Stay tuned. Okay. Is it about uh, Archangel? 
Yeah, that one too. Oh, okay. That one too. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, all right, Let's cool. Let's just say the holidays are coming up. Oh, I've been thinking about that too. Okay, yeah. Well, oh my God, I love it when we're on the same page. We'll have to talk for sure. All right. Well, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. We love you so much. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.